Hi, and welcome into the Charlie Romer Balls in the Air podcast. And I'm going to tell you what, folks, it is happening here in Myrtle Beach. We got folks on golf courses. If you're going to come to Myrtle Beach and play golf, you better get after it and book your trip soon because uh, tee times are filling up. It's great to see uh, folks uh, getting out and playing a lot of golf, especially here in Myrtle Beach. And this is uh, always a special time of year because uh, coming up, starting on Monday, August the 30th, that is the first round of the Play Golf Myrtle Beach World Amateur Handicap Championship. And this year is going to be a really special event. Uh, last year, as uh, everyone knows, we were in the throes of the pandemic. We decided to go ahead and play the event. Uh, we didn't have the, the uh, 19th hole, the world's largest 19th hole every night. Uh, th- this year, the event is back. The entries are off the charts, and it's going to be a more normal-looking world uh, uh, am, especially with that 19th hole. And um, to get everybody fired up about it, I'm thrilled to be joined by uh, my buddy Scott Tomasello, who is the uh, tournament director for uh, Myrtle Beach Golf Tourism Solutions. He's also a tournament director for the World Am and all the other great events that uh, – uh, are conducted through Myrtle Beach Golf Tourism Solutions. And uh, Scott, welcome to the show. Again, appreciate you coming on. And and um, I, I know you've got to be fired up in particular by the number of folks that we've got headed this way, about to tee it up in the World Am. Yeah, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Uh, we are very excited for this year. Last year was a bit of a bummer when it comes to not having a 19th hole, but we are back ready ready more ready than ever and i think the numbers of number of players that are reinvigorated are giving me the enthusiasm to make sure we put on a good show and and we're ready to do that well last year uh, during the throes of the pandemic uh, at that point it was just nobody really knew what was going on with the pandemic we wanted to have golfers here and and you guys did an amazing job uh by, by doing some things to make sure we keep everybody safe and the, the 19th hole, it was a virtual 19th hole. I, I was thrilled to get out to a lot of the golf courses and interview a lot of the golfers, and we would do a, a video every night. And, and t- tell me about some of the things this year. Are we, are we going back to, to the full-blown uh, world's largest 19th hole at the Myrtle Beach Convention Center? Yes, we are. And it, it sounds a little daunting when you think about 5,000 people being in one place, but it, it really isn't at the end of the day because of some of the changes that we've made the convention center is a 120,000 square foot building. Mm-hmm. So a lot of space to roam, a lot of things to do. Uh, but the most notable thing that we've expanded on this year is utilizing the outdoor space at the convention center. Uh, normally that's not something we've done in the past, but we've uh, forced ourselves to reevaluate how we do some things. So this year, the outdoor courtyard, another few thousand square feet to take advantage of beer wagon, food truck, live music, dancing games. So I think there'll be a lot of people outdoors this year just to, uh, be as safe as possible. Uh, but, you know, with food and drink and all that stuff, we've, we've kind of utilized the functional space inside as well uh, to make sure that everybody's safe as well. Yeah, and certainly folks, if they so choose, can wear a mask, but are masks required inside? Certainly masks are not required, but they are recommended as uh, when you're not eating or drinking. Um, so just to be courteous to others, that's the kind of the motto that we're going mm-hmm. with this year. Um, you know, we, we aren't going to get political with it, but, you know, we do want to show respect for others uh, so, you know, those that kind of stoplight symbol, hey, if, if you got the red sign on, maybe maybe step back. And if you're green, hey, shake hands, have fun, have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Those of us that have been vaccinated, uh, I, I think, can uh, probably enjoy it a little bit more. And the folks that have chosen not to be vaccinated, um, there will be some options for them to be outside and certainly mask and that sort of thing as well. So tell me a little bit about uh, our headliner this year, somebody who's pretty good at giving golf lessons. 
Yeah, I've heard he used to teach somebody. I don't, <laughs> and I think you're buddies with him, probably. I mean, who aren't you friends with, though? Well, at the end of the day, I'm friends with you and Hank Haney, and, and we're glad that uh, Hank that's is, the name, Hank Haney. Yeah, I'm that's glad him. that Hank is coming into town, and and uh, he's actually going to be a guest on this podcast. I'm going to be a guest on his podcast, and uh, we'll have him up. Um, in, in the area that's a little more intimate, uh, folks uh, can can gather around, and and I'm sure I'll be spending a little bit of time with Hank, getting his thoughts on what's going on in the world of golf, and he has no problem sharing his thoughts on what's going on in the world of golf. Yeah, and, and we're excited to have him. He's been here before, so he knows the drill. But one of the new aspects of of our 19th hole this year will be a VIP section uh, for those that kind of wanted an upgraded experience. So Hank will be doing a quick meet and greet with some of those folks just as a thank you for uh, their participation aside from uh, having some banter talk with you at the 19th hole. <laughs> if you haven't already signed up for the VIP section, is it too late? It is too late. Uh, we have sold it out, which is great. Uh, we're looking forward to hosting those people, but uh, never too late for next, start, start thinking about next year. Yeah, and the, and the best way to sign up for the, the World Am is? MyrtleBeachWorldAmateur.com. You can check out everything from the entry fee to the VIP to the golf courses that we're playing. Uh, more information can be found there. Yeah, and I'm sure pretty quickly after this year's World Am, uh, check with that site uh, because you don't want to miss out. And, and it's, it's always been fun with me o- over the years. I think maybe the last 15 years or so, I've been very fortunate to be the unofficial slash official host of the World Am. And, and what's really cool is is uh, seeing a lot of the folks that come year after year after year. And then they and they also will, you know, hey, we, we snagged a couple more buddies and, and bringing them as well. And and we've actually got folks, I think it may, maybe the list is down to seven or eight now, that have been to every single World Am. Yeah, I think it's seven players who have been to every single World Am, and uh, they come from all over the country. It's not just locals who happen to be here, so it's easy for them. No, these are guys that are devoted, loyal, and uh, have been here through thick and thin. Uh, so we're very appreciative of those folks. But, you know, we get... There's thousands of stories like that out there. We get players who come by themselves initially, and then after year four, they've got a group of 20. Uh, so we're, we love hearing stories like that. I mean, you're going to make 12 new friends in each of your, in your week of golf. So that is – it's very easy because golf is kind of the universal language. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you're from. Everybody knows golf. Uh, that's what you're here for, right? So Absolutely. And, we, the, and most years, most years we have folks from every state, including – Alaska, and, and we, sometimes even Alabama. And we, and we do have all 50 <laughs> states this year again, which is great. Uh, we've got Alaska, Hawaii, the, the folks that come in a little less droves than usual. But our biggest, actually, we so we have three new divisions this year. Uh, we offer now a 60-plus gross division. We offer a women's gross division now as well. Um, and we split up the women into age brackets to make it a little bit uh, more equitable from the player's mm-hmm. standpoint. But the fastest growing division is actually the just for fun division, which is exactly what it sounds. That's the division I want to play it's, in. Uh, I ever play. Yeah, I mean it's 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 got it, it suits a lot of different types of people. You could be someone who doesn't care to keep score, maybe a beginner to golf, maybe someone who's coming down with a spouse that wants to play specifically with that person. So in, in a sense, it's just kind of getting you four rounds of golf with whomever you want to play with in a, in a non-competitive atmosphere, and that one. That division in its fourth year is already at 150 players, which we're really excited about the, the potential for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm hearing about that for the first time. I'm, I'm a big fan of that because I I run into a lot of folks that that 
are serious golfers, and you, you know, you ask them what their handicap is, and I'm like a 4.79 index. You know, they got they're rounding up to the thousandth, and and I, and I think that I think that's wonderful. And they like to compete against their buddies. They love tournaments. They want to be in the gross division, um, and, and 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 that's wonderful. And then you've got the, the the folks with a little bit higher handicap. They want to compete, but they're they're serious competitors at their level and their age. But there's a lot of folks in golf. They like to get out on the golf course and 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 just play and tell stories and maybe have a beverage. And I'm sort of thinking about me when I say all of that. <laughs> and and uh, in fact, if you I think if you look at the percentage of golfers that have a handicap, it's a little bit smaller than you might think. It's way less than I think you, most people would think. And yeah. and I think with the new invigoration in golf, you know, the, the people that are new to the game, that I think that's why we're seeing more people in the just for fun divisions. Because well, for me, for instance, I would like the division because I'm a little quick with my rake on the gimmies. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. people probably not like that. But yeah. Uh, so for the people that are just taking up the game, it's a it's a non. Um, it's a not intimidating way to get involved and make new friends. It, yeah, it's more like, more of a the social aspect of exactly. golf because it, you when, when you look at golf and and when I first got in broadcast and had to figure that out, I always saw everybody was like a serious golfer because my whole life is like always count the score, always turn it in. You know, in high school and junior golfers that win trophies in college, and later on it was it, it, it was money. But there's there's just so many other places you can plug in and golf. I mean, I run into folks that that uh, may or may not have been really good players at one point in their life, and, and they volunteer as, as rules officials. And, and that's great. That's where they can plug in. They can go get the, the training they need. I run into folks more and more now that um, are helping our vets enjoy golf a little bit more. Yeah, that, that's great. And then all the social things that go with golf. And, I mean, there's just so many places to plug in. And, and, and uh, I love the fact that we're offering that now in the world am. Yeah, and that's – I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the – the inclusivity factor is is a problem in golf, and I think that's what we're trying to accomplish by saying, here's a good way for you to get involved, and we don't care who you are, where you're from, just grab a club. Get after it. Love that. And then everybody can enjoy the 19th hole, whether you're a serious golfer <laughs> or not. Now, I want to ask you a little bit about the 19th hole. For folks that have, have never been been here in Myrtle Beach, it's probably about the only place you could play an event like this because we're almost 4,000 golfers. Uh, we, we utilize most years around 50-ish golf courses, give or take, and everybody goes out and plays a golf course. And then at night, in the center of Myrtle Beach, in terms of north-south, our, our, um, is, is the Myrtle Beach Convention Center, and we convert that into the world's largest 19th hole. So geographically, it works great. you got to have a number of golf courses, you know, that are drivable in a day. And and in terms of getting to that 19th hole, the, the things that people can expect, I mean, there's obviously there's food and drink, but there's also a lot of vendors there. There's a lot of interesting product there. How many vendors do you have outside that, that are coming in this year? Sure, there's 63 vendors this year. Uh, you know, we've got some of our best partners involved in that. PGA Tour Superstore is a great partner of ours. Our St. Nine golf balls, best golf balls on the market. Those Amen, brother. Partners. Uh, so uh, sweet rolls grips we've, we've got a lot of good vendors I think that sell products that some you might never have heard of and some that are staples in the golf business so uh, we, we like seeing people uh, just peruse the aisles and, mm -hmm. and buy some of those products because uh, you know these are very most of the golfers here are, are here to get, take their game seriously and these products will take people there yeah it's almost uh, folks have always heard over years annual PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando. I'm a PGA member, so over the years I've, I've gone there a lot. When I was at Golf Channel, I would cover it. Uh, we're, we're, I hate to say anything is many um, about the world, because everything is big, but but uh, with 63 vendors, that's a lot of vendors. P PGA Merchandise Show is 
sure. into the thousands of vendors, but it has that same sort of feel when you go through there. So if you've never been to the PGA Merchandise Show, you want to know what that feels like. You peruse our vendors at, at, at the 19th hole, world's largest 19th hole at the World Am, you'll, you'll get that sort of feel. And there's all kinds of stuff there that, that you could get interested in. I'm always, at my age, Scott, I'm always, I've played golf the last four days in a row. My back's killing me. And I'm all, there's always somebody there with some sort of cream or salve or something they can stick you with. And, think, and I'm always looking at that sort of stuff. I think that one's called swing lube. Yeah, yeah, fun. swing lube. Yeah, they've got some of that too, internal and external. So t- tell me about the, <clears throat> the logistics of, of taking on an event like this. It, it takes a lot of staff, obviously a, a lot of planning, you make it look super easy every year, uh, but but just tell me about maybe, maybe the number of, of staff that are used. Just, let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to talk about. I, my our staff is just brilliant. I mean, from marketing uh, to our operations team, it, it is a mostly a full time team of four for the most part, which uh, most people don't realize. They think it's you know twenty thirty people, but it's it's a pretty tight knit squad here. Um, but the best part about it, I think, is the scheduling factor. What With 56 golf courses, which is what we're utilizing this year, um, it, it takes a lot to figure out where each set of four courses should go. So similar to like NFL scheduling, you know, everybody wants to get an equal strength of schedule. And you can relate all these things back to golf courses. They don't want to have to travel to the West Coast every single time. So what we do here is to try to give you four sets of golf courses that are equal in terms of driving each day, as well as the quality of the golf course as a whole. And also, here's the wrinkle, is to try to make sure that you haven't played that at a World Am in the past. Hmm. So all of those factors make it the most difficult puzzle you've ever heard of. Yeah, that's tough. Especially you got people (laughs) played it 20, 30 years. Exactly. So at at some point, you know, it, it gets to the point where you don't take that into consideration. We try to go back at least two years of your personal record of when you've played in the event. So... Try getting four sets of golf courses 35 times over to meet all of those criteria. It becomes quite daunting, but we've, we've, we've got a pretty good system that makes it work out that way. I think if you've played, for instance, three years in the event, you should get, you should get 12 courses, and most of the time we're able to meet that, you know, occasionally at 10 or 11 but with a repeat. But that's because somebody you know, might be getting way better than their handicap the past couple of years, so they, <laughs> we didn't realize they were getting so good so fast. So. Uh, with, with that many golf courses, it is easy to move it up um, quite a bit, but our goal here as an organization is not necessarily to, uh, you know, the competition for us is secondary. Us as an organization, we just want you to experience Myrtle Beach and all we have to offer. So I don't really care where you stay, what hotel, what golf courses you play. We just want you to t- touch them all as best you can. Yeah, have a great time. The other thing that we ask for is if you're the of the school of thought that, you're going to doctor your handicap or try to pull some funny business. That's not for this event. That's not what it's about. And uh, uh, I, I know Scott's got some interesting stories over the years. We'll save that for another show. But um, if, if you're fudging, we're going to figure it out. And uh, that's the kind of golfer you are. You, you, you need to find some place else to go compete because it's not going to happen here. Yeah, and that's not something we care to divulge a, t- a ton about, but I think the showcasing that we do do stuff like that, we do have to take the preventative measures to make sure that the, the other 99% uh, feel satisfied with the equitability of the competition. It, at the end of the day, it will happen. There's There are people out there that will do certain things, uh, but it, most of the time it's never malicious or anything like that. It's just the fact that some people get really good at a certain point in the week, and uh, it's – 
it might sound cruel and unusual, but at the end of the day, I think it, it's what's best for the event. Um, making sure that we take those measures uh, shows that we care and shows that it's not just your club championship where everybody's shooting 58. Yeah, right. In terms of uh, the event, we want it to be fun and fair for everybody. And, and that's probably not the most fun part of your job, but, but <laughs> you, you got to do that to, to – uh, Make sure it is fun and fair for everybody. So, so tell me a little bit <clears throat> about the. <clears throat> excuse me, folks. Uh, tell me a little bit about the format. Four rounds, and then there, there's a shootout. Um, this year, the shootout is it barefoot. Uh, but it, it just, just tell me how everything works in the flights. You know, just, just sort of the thirty thousand yeah. foot view. So there's seventy one <clears throat> flights this year that have been assigned. Uh, everybody's in a division based on their age, gender, and handicap. So for instance, you could be in a, a flight uh, for sixty to sixty nine year old men with a handicap range of eleven to eleven point eight. It's that close of a handicap range. So. Wow. If you're fortunate enough to win your flight in the net division of, of all those 70 flights, I, I guess it's kind of like the world's largest cut also. Yeah. Uh, hey, from, let's don't be bringing up cuts. <laughs> I know more about missing cuts <laughs> than most folks do. <laughs> so after 72 holes of net competition, we will reduce the field from 3,500 players down to the 70 flight winners. So that cut goes you know, down to almost nil. But on after the 72 holes, you have the one-day 18-hole playoff uh, of those 70 flight winners, and out of that 70 players, uh, you will have your world champion. And, and talk to me a little bit about the, the prizes, um, the, the flight prizes, and, and then the world cha- I mean, I, I've, I've talked to quite a few of the world champions. I've never asked them what their prize is. I mean, I, I'm assuming <laughs> the prize would be, yeah, I'm a world champion. I don't would really need, would really need anything it kinda, else. It kind of is. You know, with the, the rules of golf and amateur golf, we'd love to give out as much prizes as we can. The, the first place flight prize, so we give out – $600 gift cards to every flight winner, and then we pay out the top five as well, and that's uh, thanks to our partners at the PGA Tour Superstore. So they're, they're our official gift card sponsor, and I think this is one of the old trophies actually right behind us of uh, what the actual winner gets. Uh, so it's a piece of hardware, uh, bragging rights obviously for forever, really, um, but at the end of the day, the US, uh, USGA has restrictions on what we can give out. What we actually give out, what we like to do is to give away prizes randomly, you know, it is competition, but you don't want to walk. You want to give as many people a prize as you can. So, you know, in years past, we've given away golf cars, uh, real cars, uh, grand prize trips. So it's about $25,000 worth of prizes every year just given out willy-nilly. I know one year at 19th hole, you were just giving out $100 bills. Yeah, so, I, I didn't give them all out. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, all, it's all in good fun. Uh, we don't, you know, I think this, this year we're actually also giving away uh, range finders to a group of 50 people. Uh, who just will be randomly selected. So uh, it, it kind of gives you a little light at the end of the tunnel. If uh, mm-hmm. maybe you're sitting towards the bottom of your flight, you, you maybe wait for your name to be drawn. So let's say we've got some folks, you could probably even tell me pretty close the number that are coming uh, next week, and it's their first World Am. Any sort of inside tips for them? My, my tips personally would be to not take yourself so seriously. I know a lot of people will come in and play practice rounds and this and that, and sometimes I think ignorance is bliss. So, it, you know, to maybe see a golf course for the first time, maybe you don't know where the water is, but you also don't have any mental blocks of what you've done in the past. Uh, for me, that would be big. And first tee jitters are normal, so maybe crack a beer on that first hole and, and <laughs> keep it going. And, and keep, and, you know, enjoy yourself. Uh, 
nobody. I think the motto is you can't you can't win on the first day, but you can't lose it on the first year. But you certainly can lose it on the first day. I think that's important to keep in mind. I, I've never been able to actually play in this, unfortunately. I wish I could, uh, so I can't give great advice. I think you might be the better uh, better person for that wisdom. Oh, I would I would just make sure that when you get here, uh, depending on where you're staying, make make sure you got a pretty accurate idea of how long it takes to get to where you're playing golf. We don't want anybody missing their tee times. And uh, uh, sometimes uh, if you're staying a little bit north and you've got a golf course a little bit south, that drive can can uh, add up a little bit. So just make sure you get to your golf course uh, with plenty of time. Because it, it's all, the people that play the worst golf, Scott, and I've seen, you know, they're like running through the parking lot to get to the first tee because they didn't do a little bit of homework to figure yeah. out how long it takes to get to the golf course. So just make sure you get yourself – there on time and you can sort of ease your way into a round rather than uh, being stressed out, you know, thinking as the last 10 minutes you're getting to the golf course, you're not going to get there on time. Definitely. And, and like I said, the, the making the friends part on the first tee, I think that will help to, um, you know, be opening and welcome to other people. And uh, when you make friends and you're having fun with who you're playing with, these will be strangers that you're playing with. But uh, if, if you're not having fun with them, I think having it, that'll help loosen people up a little bit and, and game will come following yeah and then make sure you get to the 19th hole world's largest 19th hole every night we've got uh, great activities uh scheduled every night i'll be there every night hank haney's gonna be there a couple of nights as we mentioned earlier uh is chantel mccabe coming as well chantel will be there monday night interviewing the people there on the hall floor uh so a fun thing that we do now uh which gives you that pga tour feel with chantel and yourself and is we have a a press area. So uh, if you if you're finished on the top of your flight, head on over to the press area and get an interview like a real tour player. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, people people like to indulge over there and tell stories about. Uh, I think one guy was bragging about a nine he made on a par three last year. I don't I don't know if that was bragging worthy. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather hear about that than a birdie. Probably so. Probably so. <laughs> well, cool. Well, Scott Tomasello, he's a tournament director for. The uh, PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com World Amateur Handicap Championship, as well as the tournament director for uh, Myrtle Beach Golf Tourism Solutions, uh, a huge event. He runs it every year. Nearly 4,000 golfers does a wonderful job. Appreciate you joining us, and uh, we're very much looking forward to getting the World Am started on Monday, August the 30th. I'll be there. Hopefully uh, a lot of the folks uh, watching and listening will be there. And uh, we appreciate you being with us here on the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast. Make sure you like us wherever you get your podcast. And uh, we'll be right with you, uh, back right with you next week. Appreciate it, folks. Thank you.